0: Hey everyone, welcome to Third Shop Podcast, where we share a passion for Pickleball and bring the community together. You can find us on our website at thirdshoppodcast.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast, as well as Twitter at ThirdShotPod. And today, we have Russ back, so we've got a big cheers. Oh yeah. Get your glasses ready <laughs> to welcome Russ back to the show.
1: Thank you all. Welcome back, Russ. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. You well, tell everybody we kind of teased it while you were gone that you know you're doing a family vacation, we missed you dearly. But mm-hmm. tell everybody
2: what you were doing. Well we, well, we we uh went to Italy, visited four different cities, uh, each one very unique, very different, which was the coolest part of it. Uh, you know, boom, like the the history, you know, of like just. Uh, just I mean, incredible things to to look at. Uh, and then you go to Florence, which is kind of like the wine country here in California. Then um, uh, let's see. Okay. What was next? Uh, then Venice. Like, really? City built on water? Uh, you kidding me? Like, that was crazy. Um, and then... <laughs> Oh did god. you, did you get- do a gondola uh, yeah, yeah yeah uh so that's that's the big story the, the last city was Milan that was like just you know going to New York or something it, it was it, you know yeah in in Venice we did the the gondola let me tell you don't no. do it <laughs> <laughs> no way really oh my god first of all it's like a hundred bucks to a gondola right because it's just tourist thing so you know you, you pay a hundred dollars to be terrified for half an hour this thing is tipping over to one side. <laughs> And the guy's just like, you know, stepping around, you know, as he's doing his thing. I, Me and my daughter and my son all thought we were going to just like die. My son goes, hey, uh, how deep is the water here? And I go, <laughs> I go, I'm not sure. And he's like, that is something we should know. <laughs> you, know you, you got a point. Because, I mean, <laughs> it was so slanted, the the, the boat. That on one side there was about a foot between the top of the boat and the water. On the other side there was about three inches between the top of the boat and the water. And the guy was telling us to get onto one side because he was going to stand on the other side. So it was just—I don't think we got a real guy driver. I think it was just some dude in a striped shirt that just jumped in and and did it. Um, But yeah, that was that was uh, in a word terrifying. Yeah. So uh, don't do it. Eighty bucks uh to be terrified i don't know it wasn't wasn't great but uh what was great was the pizza we found this little tiny place um uh, one person running the whole little hole in the wall restaurant making pizza and it was killer i mean it was wow. so good and you could always tell like when you're looking around and you see sort of like the locals at these places, it's like okay, this this is good. This is this is gonna work.
3: So we did yeah, this little hole in the wall compare. pizza
2: place, and it was amazing. And it like it had like five stars. I've never eaten at a five star restaurant, you know, of like where like every single person that's voting for it has given it five stars. And uh, I could see why it was it was incredible. Like thin crust pizza, uh-huh. um, uh, very unlike early. Well, so it, it, it's so different. Like, like I said, like the, you know, the places are different. You know, like there's there's like a, uh, this thick pizza that you can get, like that we had in Rome. It has so much stuff on it. It was like three inches of pizza, like, this with uh, like prosciutto on it and and all this just everything, everything you can imagine. It was amazing. Um, also from a small place, uh, that we went to, like, that was incredible. Um, uh, we went to this. Uh, it was like an event setup. I don't know what they were doing. We're throwing flags around and and, and, and whatnot. And like, okay, well, let's go watch this because whatever, it's a local event. No,
0: you've ruined it for the rest of your life. <laughs> where I
2: had the best lasagna I have. ever I was going to
0: ask like, because I've been told I, by some people so that the toppings that like, we put on I, our pizza the, the is the like not what is, is now, traditional to like able to Italian pizza. Do you so, did you find that to be true? I really have. It's no good. <laughs> <laughs> I would be shocked.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, it was totally different. It wasn't. Uh, there's no Hawaiian for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: um,
2: there's like yeah, it was very different. Uh, however, I did one of the pizza places that I that I went to. I think I tried like five different pizza places mm-hmm. over the time there. Um but one of them uh they had um a pepperoni pizza but it was like three oh different wow. types of pepperoni on the pizza and it was the spicy pizza okay, <laughs> and this place had all these unique names for um uh for pizza they actually had they had Donald Trump yes, pizza
0: yeah
2: and it something was, like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it had like bacon mm. and French fries and
1: like all it was pretty funny. Right.
2: And then they had fun. a – uh what's the 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 environmentalist girl, uh, Greta Thornburg? Is that her name? Yeah. Um, uh, they had a pizza named after her. And uh, did you try anything? Uh, it was with like prosciutto. you know, like this vegetarian type of pizza and you know whatever. So they had all these like unique and that's where I tried this one. I can't remember the name of the, the pepperoni, but it was something like, like a prosciutto. You know, in Italy, is amazing. Something. It's like, different okay, than a prosciutto in America. I say what this is about? Uh, yes, yeah, that was the thick pizza that we had. The three-inch pizza had like a ton of that on there. Um, I, oh yeah, and it's yeah. everywhere. It, it it like we had sandwiches with it. We had just you know like as an appetizer type of thing. All the breakfasts had that at the breakfast and they did this like thinly sliced, <laughs> like bacon-y prosciutto hammy thing that was like just amazing. Ooh. So yeah, uh, I, I I did eat my way through um, Italy. It was awesome. The other thing that I did was I drank my way, but not like alcohol, um, espresso, uh, lots of espresso. Uh, you go up to a place say, give me an espresso. Whoa. It's uh, you a buck 50 for- this little shot of uh, espresso and it's amazing. Love that. So I actually bought an espresso machine. Yeah. I have it in my office.
0: Yeah, dual purpose.
2: That's how much I've fallen in love with espresso, which is cool because I put it in here. And here's the cool thing: then, then the whole office smells like coffee in the morning, which is like. So have crazy. you researched like what kind it of Italian the, the whole espresso beans so you uh, should use? Just uh, you know, say make me an espresso and it'll it'll get done. So I gotta I gotta make that happen, but.
1: Uh, <laughs> So the other thing, well, the other thing I'm curious about is pasta. Uh,
2: I have not yet. I've not gone that far yet, but uh, yeah, I have a feeling I'll, I'll be getting there. I bought the brand. I bought a brand. That I had there. You know, I had the lasagna and what? I had um, uh, oh, yeah. uh, some raviolis. Um, I didn't actually just order like a plate of pasta, but you know, I, I I, I yeah, say favorite, them, you know, but I, I don't find like, you know, just like spaghetti like that exciting. Uh, my daughter was loving the carbonara. Um, yeah, she was loving that. Uh did sample it, it was great. Um, I can't remember what I had. I had I uh, uh, I don't know, it, 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 one of the meals the that they had dish was the, like, had pasta sauce on it that was uh, amazing. Um,
1: but the lasagna—that's <laughs> that's, that's the—that was the win. Like, Stouffer's not, not going to happen I know, anytime soon. I'll we'll eat
2: um, frozen lasagna again. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's happening anymore. No.
0: no. It hey, was. but you guys, so the, we the show here—you so uh,
2: you kept everything well, running. It didn't run as smooth going. as if you were here. Everything uh, was working because
1: smooth because there were many times uh, where we were doing the nice. interview, and good old Uncle Greg forgot to hit record. <laughs>
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh,
1: really? (laughs) There was that. There was. Well, I trained you well because I've forgotten (laughs) that. Didn't log out properly or something. And when we got to the next guest, you know, the next time we recorded, you know, that was kind of holding us up a little bit. So, you know. So I, I did not handle it nearly as well as you. So welcome back. Right. We missed you. Right. <laughs>
0: we did. We made it through, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Right before... Right before- Right before I left, and I don't know if you guys have announced this yet, but because uh, I don't even know if you guys know this, but <laughs> right before I left, we hooked up the show to YouTube. So now all the all the episodes uh, going forward will be on YouTube. Last couple of episodes ran right on there, so uh, and and uh, we're working on, on on adding video. So right now it's just going to be the audio that you can yes. listen to YouTube for the show. But uh, pretty soon you'll, you'll be able well, to see seeing our which, guests. I don't know. If that's a good thing. Maybe it's a seeing good thing. Bridgy, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: seeing Bridgie, that's a good thing. <laughs>
2: There you go. There you go. So, yeah, we seen Greg. Yeah, maybe, but you know, maybe I'll just uh, I'll put up a. I'll be well, a it's kind of funny
1: because I do you know the shots right, and typically I kind of go all in on the shots. Well, by the end of the shows, I kind of get that little Asian glow going, so everybody can now see the Asian glow happen on my face. <laughs> uh, there you go,
0: and they can see what there we're drinking go. now too, which might be a little there you fun. Go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's exciting. I'm, I'm kind of exactly. really looking exactly. forward to the video side of it, not yeah. because anybody really wants to see us, but see our guests and now they can demo stuff, right? They could exactly. actually, there were so many times where we're talking to a company owner about their paddles and they're holding up the paddles and explaining it, but people couldn't see it. Well, in the future, that's gonna be changed.
2: Uh, and somehow we've got to figure out how to make that work for audio still. So, you know, for you listening now, you don't have to change anything. Mm-hmm. But you can also go see us on video. So we'll, we'll have to throw in there uh, little comments of, okay, we're going to demo this. Go check it out on YouTube. Or you know maybe yeah, here's what we do. We take clips of people demoing something and we throw it on Instagram.
0: Maybe the audio folks. So nice. Go Ooh, good idea. Good thing we have our tech guy back. There we go.
2: Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Problem solved. It was the lasagna. That was <laughs> the espresso. Gave you a shot of energy <laughs> right Yeah, that's, that's Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well so uh speaking of travel i hear you got a little travel going on on this show we do our next guest is michael boris he is the owner of pickleball tours and he's going to join us to talk a little bit about how he's putting together really a high-end kind of concierge feel uh travel plans for pickleball players very exciting so stay tuned for michael boris Hi, it's Uncle Greg and Bridgie from Third Shot Podcast. We wanna tell you about a new game, a modified version of America's fastest growing sport.
0: A game that you can set up and play anywhere you want.
1: In the park, in your yard, or our favorite, on the beach.
0: It's called Sandy Pickle, which is simply pickleball played on soft surfaces, like grass and sand.
1: Using the same balls and paddles, Sandy Pickle is an all volley version of pickleball played on a higher deck.
0: It comes as a portable set that includes four paddles, Four balls, a sturdy frame and net, and boundary markers.
1: And if you use our code, you'll get 10% off. Just enter third shot 10. That's third shot and the number 10 at checkout and get your discount. Go
0: to sandypickle.com and get your game.
1: Welcome back to Third Shot. We appreciate all the support that you've been showing us on our social media accounts. Please giving us Keep giving us your feedback and comments on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Go to our website where we have a lot of blogs and articles. So have fun with it. And uh, now let's move forward with our guest. And Bridgie and I have been talking to this gentleman for a very long time. And we've been trying to plan this, but it's tough because (laughs) Michael Boris owner of Pickleball Tours. He's traveling all over the world, but he finally made time and we got him today. So welcome, Michael, how you doing? (laughs) I'm great, thank you, Greg, really appreciate this.
0: Yeah, welcome, and we are so excited to finally pin you down. Where are you calling in from today?
3: Yes, so, and my apologies, it's been a little hectic, but I'm in Brussels, Belgium, it's my first time here. Selfish reasons, I'm trying to hit 60 countries by a certain date. And so this was one of them in, in Western Europe that I had never been to. So I flew here this morning and uh, here we are. So I'll take the train over to London tomorrow, but um, I was able on this trip over to Europe to get two more countries on my ch- uh, bucket list. So
1: well, we or my wait. experience we list. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: we should cheers to it. All right, yeah, absolutely, yeah. let's yeah. Look look shots, exactly. right? <laughs> I just, totally. Cheers.
3: Cheers.
2: It's six o'clock for me.
3: (laughs) Totally. 6 p.m. for me, but I am fired up.
0: Ready to go. I love the energy. (laughs) So, you get to do a lot of traveling and you've mixed it with a passion of yours, which is pickleball. So, can you tell us how did you get into pickleball and maybe what's the story behind it?
3: Yeah. So, good question, I guess. So, I had been uh, in a corporate role up until about six years ago. And I was working for a software company um, and you know, quite frankly, I was getting a little burned out, just kind of running out of gas. I took a sabbatical and not many people had ever requested um, anything like that at the company, but I essentially got a week for every year that I've been with the company. So I took a three month sabbatical with paid time off and I had a nice. volunteer time off, wow. which <laughs> they paid us for, which was absolutely incredible. And, it, and then I went back to work after that three months and it just wasn't quite the same. You know, a lot of people don't come back from sabbaticals. They yeah. use that kind of as a springboard. And that's that's what I did. So I did um, leave the workforce and then I was trying to determine what was next. And I met a friend and he said, what do you want to do? And I started talking about travel and my hands start moving and I started getting really excited. <laughs> and he said... I didn't see that excitement when you're talking about your day job. And that's what really resonated for me. So it, at that moment, it clicked. And then I was teaching tennis, just as kind of a side gig at the time, I saw these people playing pickleball. And so I went to work, uh, teaching tennis or pickleball, sorry, at uh, lifetime fitness in Minneapolis, which is where I was living. And then in 2019, I, uh, was kind of tired of the winters and I wanted to play pickleball outside. So I got my dog and drove to San Diego and, uh, and that was right before COVID. So I started a company called bold North tours initially. And that was the idea to bring groups of people over to Europe from the U S. However, once I discovered pickleball, I was hooked, I was all in. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to combine pickleball and travel together. And so with uh, COVID, of course, we got off to kind of a rocky start. But so now we're at it in earnest, really going for it and very excited.
1: So tell us a little bit about Pickleball Tours. Now you're combining Pickleball, you're combining travel, you're kind of really getting this roll, and you have one um, amazing uh, tour that's already on the calendar. Tell us what can people expect?
3: Yeah, so really for us, I mean, the emphasis is, is around customized, curated, consultative experiences that would be for somebody's milestone, you know, life event or anniversary or something like that where we could really, it comes down to those three C's that I feel like will be a differentiator. And so um, the other emphasis is really around international uh, destinations because we see some of these emerging markets pop up. And I did some of that research while I was here. There's about 30,000 players currently in Europe. And so the original travel business that I had that wasn't pickleball related still had some of the same components or elements to it. And that was really the tagline was promoting the movement of travel. So the fact that we were more focused on wellness getting people out. And I'd heard from a lot of my students, they wanted to relearn how to use their bodies again because they were stuck at a desk or on airplanes or doing work and being very sedentary. So the the focus has always been around movement. So I say that our vision is really to extol the virtues of pickleball for the greater good that bring together these elements of physical health, mental health, wellness, and so forth. So I met a woman that was already in the active travel business. My partner, Mary, she's in Fort Collins and she's already had a company in that space. So initially we were just doing trips where I could kind of piggyback on her existing uh, active wellness retreats. And then pickleball was a value add for those, uh, those retreats. And then she discovered, wow, this pickleball thing is really taking off. Like pickleball could be the main show and, you know, that sort of thing. But we really do want to focus on vacations with pickleball. And so that means we're it's going to be a holistic approach where you can hike, you can do yoga, meditation. There's all these other good things that come come with it. So we are looking at, for example, Canyon Ranch, if you're familiar with them. Mary's there right now doing some research and that one's got some good potential because they have they're they're now going all in on pickleball. They've built their courts and that's a that's a really good demographic that we want to pursue.
0: I think that's so smart to combine pickleball with the health and wellness type of retreat cuz there's so many benefits to playing. You've got the social aspect and obviously the exercise piece of it as well. So, I you know, sign me up for that next trip. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. And, and well, you we know, tie in together because I've been trying to combine yoga stretching with, yes, you know, my, yeah. my pickleball. You know, before I play and after I play, so that kind of works perfectly for me.
3: It, it's a really good compliment, and you talk about being up at the kitchen when things start to get moving a little too fast, maybe. Yeah, and you need that presence. There's elements of yoga that are really good. I teach kind of a chair pose also, which is basically what your position should be while you're at the kitchen. And that's another kind of cool kind of carryover
0: from yoga.
3: So, you know, if you look at just this perfect confluence or convergence of, you know, the demographics, the number of people playing pickleball, the aging of America, what they call the silver tsunami, you know, ten thousand people turn sixty-five every day, and there's and and what do retirees want to do? They want to travel, right? And yeah. so, I just think that right now is such a perfect opportunity to bring those things together.
1: Um, I'm not even retired, and I just want to travel and play pickleball. So <laughs> I
2: know, and that's what right? I.
3: Was. <laughs>
1: And, I, you know, I had every
3: intention to continue working, you know, and that was the subject of my last newsletter, which is, you know, we all have kind of these mile markers where if we could just do five more years of work, then everything's going to work out perfectly. Well, we know that life gets in the way sometimes when you're making plans. And so that was the one thing that I didn't want to regret as I got older, which was the opportunity to, uh, to really get out there and do the things that I love. And, and to share those things with with groups. And that, that's, yeah, that's really wonderful. what Pickleball Tours is, is all about.
0: So Uncle did mention that you have a trip on the books. Can you share with us what that's going to look like for those who've signed up and getting ready and packing for it?
3: Absolutely. And so this was another uh, trip where my business partner had this one on the books. She came to me and said, uh, lo and behold, there's a pickleball court on the ship. It's a river cruise, seven days. The emphasis was around golf initially, but then we discovered there's a big push for pickleball. And uh, we started in Budapest. I call it the Budapest to Oktoberfest, right? So we go from Budapest, Hungary, all the way to Oktoberfest in Germany. And you get to see some of these majestic, iconic, beautiful European cities in Central Europe which is really the part of Europe that I love the most, quite frankly. So, so that's coming up. And what I've sat in a presentation, it's with Ama Waterways. And a lot of these tour companies are recognizing also that there's you know a lot of potential with pickleball. Uh, the ability to pull up right in the middle of these beautiful cities in the city center, and then do all these fun excursions, uh, through the city, whether it's a walking tour, different endurance levels as well, which I think is kind of nice. And so it's really for everybody. And so pickleball is another piece to that where um, we're just bringing a lot of fun to the
1: experience. It's so funny, Michael, that you mentioned that originally it was going to be a golf thing. And then it I kind of. I saw your
0: ears perk up. Oh my
1: <laughs> goodness, because, I, you know, I don't think you know this about me, Michael, but. um i I, i'm a big time golfer i Uh help um, coach the high school golf team here in in my area and just when was what days of day well a couple days ago i went golfing with my other golf coaches and one of them said he's leaving actually he's leaving today to go down to mexico with Mm -hmm. it's kind of a guide trip there's four of them going down to uh, mexico and uh, I go, well, aren't you going to golf down there? And he goes, no, actually, Greg, we're just going to play pickleball. <laughs> and <laughs> there's golf coaches, right? And they're, they're bringing the pickleball here, and they're playing pickleball instead of golfing. So well, yes. I think as part of wellness, you should figure out a little bit of a golf excursion as well on these trips. I think it well, fits perfectly.
3: Absolutely. And I, you know, I did talk to another individual who's in the travel pickleball space recently. He's in California and he wants to take what's already been in place for a lot of golf excursions and kind of mimic that concept for pickleball. And there's no reason that it can't be done because it's already happened for golf, right? I'm not a golfer, but, you know, I know that can be a very addictive uh, sport yeah. as well, also very difficult. Yes um so you know I think there's there's some good opportunity to really kind of take the playbook for what you know many of these uh, uh, tour operators have done for golf
1: well what I've seen on a lot of these trips is you know a lot of times it tends to be just kind of one yeah. of the two spouses going on these golf trips because the other the other spouse doesn't play golf but one of the other spouse plays pickleball. Now there's something (laughs) for both. And then, you know, a couple of days on the trip, both people can play pickleball. I totally see this. I I got this, Michael. I got this. Sign me (laughs) up. (laughs) Okay, good.
3: Yes, you'll be our expert for the golf side of things because I know nothing about it. (laughs) But, you know, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, um, you know, one person might like this, another person like that, that really ties into kind of this notion of customization that we talk about. So it's, our approach is very customer driven. We want to build an ecosystem of travel partners, dedicated countries where we get we can't be all things to everybody. So we need to get tied in with a few key resorts and a few key countries. And then we our objective now is to really build out our customer base and really expand it. Uh, For those individuals that, you know, are looking for these types of experiences. There's been a lot of press recently in the Wall Street Journal, for example, I read an article the other day about people want to pack their paddles when they go on holiday. I mean, they want to be active. And God bless them. (laughs)
0: Yeah, we've (laughs) talked about it before, Uncle and I both, when we've been planning for trips. It's, you know, now it's a priority to kind of look around and find out where the courts are at the destination that we're going to so that we can incorporate it in some aspect.
3: So, So another thing that we've done is over the past, wow, it's been three years or so now, where we've just been logging data about all of the various resorts that we've either visited, researched or have references from uh, other individuals within this travel network. And so we're just sharing this, you know, spreadsheet out amongst our community and they're providing input. So it's kind of an open source, I, you know, a platform where we could just take data on all the res- uh, resorts that have Pickleball.
1: Oh, that's gonna be super resourceful for people. I, yeah. I can see that database becoming very valuable. We were talking to a, a previous guest and he went over to Hong Kong and mm-hmm. when he was over in Hong Kong, he didn't realize that there aren't any pickleball courts. He couldn't find a, a, any pickleball courts or, you know, it's very popular. It's growing sport, but you know it was difficult. So they were just popping up courts with you know out of their trunks. They were bringing their own nets and <laughs> bringing their own tape just to kind of create their own <laughs> courts. So if you were able to help people in different countries find stuff as they're traveling, I think that well, and that that's helpful. another
3: thing I'm I'm looking at as well is that these countries do need support and individuals that can provide some type of, you know, resource consulting, or how do you really set up a good pickleball community? Um, Because I go to Columbia, they play on a basketball court, I'm on their WhatsApp group, they are the happiest people in the world. (laughs) And they're temporary nets, and it rains. And if it doesn't rain, it's gonna rain shortly. And so they are the happiest people.
1: I've well, met. I think that's what pickleball really brings to, to people Absolutely, so, Truly,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So we got to take a quick break. Uh, sure. But when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about what Pickleball Tours has coming up. Okay. So Sounds we'll great. be right back with Michael Boris of Pickleball Tours.
2: Hey, it's russ producer of the third shot podcast and as you know if you're a listener i'm one of those beginner players and well you know what it's great because single double pickleball they've got you covered yeah their composite fiberglass and honeycomb core paddles are best suited for beginners and intermediate level players in addition all single double paddles come with a beautiful embroidered zip canvas case cover so you can look great Showing up to the court at singledouble.net. you can also shop for two and four paddle sets and save some money. Speaking of savings, for all of our Third Shot podcast listeners, they are offering a special additional discount of ten percent off your entire purchase. Just use code Third Shot Ten. Again, that's Third Shot Ten. Pickleball is a fun way to get make new friends whether you're a beginner like me or you already love to play single double will give you the confidence to crush your competition on the court
0: welcome back to third shot podcast if you haven't already don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss one of our awesome episodes Today, we are with Michael Boris with Pickleball Tours, and I think we're ready for our third shot. He's in a really cool place. <laughs> this deserves an additional shot because he's knocking off bucket list cities. I mean, I think it's
1: happy hour, right? Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. somewhere, right? <laughs>
0: happy
1: well, hour somewhere, somewhere is where I'm
3: at. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
0: we we'll are somewhere And you know, they have you.
3: some of the best beer in the world comes from Belgium.
1: Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, have know. you found a favorite in Belgium so far? A favorite well, I haven't had really oh, a whole lot of there. time. I which went to
3: the exactly. gym, I checked in, and now I'm <laughs> here with a call,
1: us. And yeah. I'm here with you,
3: which is great. But then I'll head out and explore after a call. Very
1: cool. Well, cheers to your creepy. travels. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> French fries. I think that's a popular thing here. Um, Mussel, oh, really? a lot of mussels. Yeah. So. So we'll see what's out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So before the break, we were chatting a little bit about customizable trips. And I have never had the chance to go on a customizable trip. So can you explain a little bit about what is customizable when creating a pickleball trip?
3: Yeah, so we've done some other trips and gave me a good opportunity to do a review after, send out feedback, what works, what didn't. Um, and so, you know, our trips have been great, but I think the area that we could fine tune a bit more is to really focus on getting the chemistry right. By doing that, what I would like to do is find a host or a trip sponsor for trips that come to me and we make it very customer driven so that they can say, look, it's a retirement party. We want to go to Turks and Caicos, you know, here are our requirements. We want this amount of pickleball versus, you know, is it a vacation with pickleball or are we really looking to up level your pickleball game so that it's more pickleball with a vacation, right? So I think our emphasis is that through kind of a thorough process of really understanding our customers, what they want, and then also getting that chemistry piece right, now, I always say we want to develop, you know people for uh, trips rather than you know trips for people, right? So um, you know, with the trips that we've done, we go out and we get a venue and then we go out and recruit a bunch of people right for the trip. Whereas now we want to say, well, it's a it's a certain milestone or an event that you have, and we've got eight to ten people, which is kind of right in our sweet spot of how many folks that you know we can take on a trip uh, to keep the ratio in line with you know the amount of attention that we can give them for instruction, and then we pick a destination. We go through a real thorough kind of consultative process where it's curated, customized, you know, customer driven. And, you know, that, and that's what we're really looking for.
1: That would be so cool. Right. To, yeah. know, like I've been talking about golf and pickleball. I mean, you could do something per, and yoga. It sounds yeah. like you could set something up really, uh, really fun for somebody like myself. And, right. And, multiple and, interests.
0: Well,
3: and I think really it's just, you know, developing a customer base where, you know, these people, you build tr- trust, you build relationships, and then you have this real 360 degree view into your customer to find out exactly what they like. And then hopefully that translates into retention, you know, repeat customers and referrals. So the three R's that I say there yeah. is that, you know, we, we want to develop a base of customers that you know, are really loyal to our brand.
1: Well, we've been talking about all these wonderful international destinations, but do you do anything domestically as well, too?
3: Yeah. So that was really the start of what we were doing. We went to St. George. There's a beautiful resort there, Red Mountain. Um, We are looking at uh, Canyon Ranch, which is in Tucson, Arizona. There are some really nice things. You know, Canyon Ranch ties in with the wellness aspect very well because they actually... Will they have medical staff on site, there's guest speakers and it's all focused on wellness and health. And I think back to when I retire or when I took this sabbatical that I referenced earlier, I was burned out and I found a retreat in Thailand and I went there and it was just to detox. It was just to decompress, you know, put your phone in the safe. Don't pick it up for a week. Digital detox. If you want to sleep, you can do that. Focus on healthy food. And so I think that a trip like a canyon ranch would really be a nice fit. There are several options also in California that we are, you know, we have notes on and that we've looked at as well. There's one in Sonoma that we are, you know, tentatively exploring. And so there are some good domestic opportunities for us as well.
0: That sounds wonderful. I think everybody can really benefit from a digital detox. That would be great.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, absolutely. Get into the Zen moment of things. And, you know, the other thing is, I have to be honest, you know, price of travel right now is high. And I'll just Mm -hmm. throw it out there. There's this revenge travel, they're calling it. I've seen it on this trip here. (laughs) People are back to it, and they want to get out there, Europe is a big destination. Um, the other thing is that I think there's a good opportunity to take groups from other pla- other countries to the US. And so we have the infrastructure, if they want to play a tournament, if they want to watch a professional tournament, that's another thing that down the road we we would like to look at
0: wow so aside from creating trips for other people it sounds like you're getting ready to have people come to you and you also had mentioned to us too that in boise you've started um setting up excursions or pickleball related excursions for folks can you tell us more about that? absolutely
3: so yeah my goal has been i've been in boise for a few years uh to really build up my network of contacts there I started um, when I, okay, so when I first started playing pickleball, the way I got introduced to it was through a meetup group. And I don't know if you know Mm meetup.com, but I went to, I had never heard of pickleball. I show up at this meetup group. It's kind of like tennis and, you know, table tennis. And I loved it. And then I took a community ed class where I played in a gym in the middle of winter in Minnesota. And I loved it. And so I took the idea of, well, why don't I become an organizer and set up a meetup group? I get new requests almost every day for my meetup group in Boise. And so I'm up to 650 uh, people in the group. And there's just this this huge amount of interest. And so I do some um, beginner basics and that's where I found really the sweet spot. There's so many people that want to just learn the basics. And I think there's a real competitive advantage by getting the right information when you first start out playing pickleball. And so I've done these kind of beginner to lower intermediate basics classes, and they fill up within 20 minutes. And it's just been a, it's been a really fun way for me to then hopefully uh, promote some tours to some of my client base. So that's how I've been really going about the marketing side of things um, there and just doing some instruction. And then in addition to that, I've got an Airbnb experience where if you go to a certain city, I've done, I basically live in an Airbnb right now, I have to admit, because I do travel so much. So I, you know, you go to book an Airbnb in a certain city and then you're fed recommendations about experiences, things that you can do while you're visiting the city whether it's active or whatever it is that you're you know excited about, um, Hiking, you know, running groups, there's so many different things based on your interest. So I've also got an experience for folks that are coming through Boise that are staying in Airbnbs and I teach pickleball. So that's worked out really well as well.
1: That's cool. So it sounds like when you set these up, it, you're, you're setting them up for any level of pickleball player. It doesn't matter if they're a beginner or a
3: 5.0. Yes, that's true. Although the lion's share of individuals are those that are coming in at a 2.5 up to 3.5, call it, level. And they just want to learn. I mean, they're so hungry to learn. And they've got this thirst for they're hungry and thirsty, hungry to learn, thirst for knowledge, and they come out to the courts and they're so excited. And those are that's the area that I really see as a as a good demographic for our trips, um, as well as well. So um, you know, it's a certain type of individual that we're looking at, and I think that that kind of really fits the mold well. Are these kind of beginner basics? And then the other pain point that I hear from a lot of my students, two things, actually. One is people want to really, if they're mid-career, and I mentioned this in my last newsletter, or if they're exiting the workforce, you know, COVID forced a lot of people into early retirement. Um, They want, if they had desk jobs like I did, or they were very sedentary, they want to relearn how to use their body again. They want to get out and be active again later in life. And it's so exciting that Pickleball can really help them do that. And so that's another area that we're finding a lot of success with.
0: That's great. And um, I did see, too, in that newsletter you mentioned that Pickleball Tours hosted a Picklepalooza event. Now, was that geared towards those um, 2.5 to 3.0 kind of beginners that are looking for more um, practice and skill practice? how did that go?
3: So you may hear from some of your other podcast uh, guests that, you know, (laughs) if they're teaching, one of the hardest things to get your arms around is the different level of player when you're Mm -hmm. teaching. So this group uh, was, I, I asked the group, we had 50 people show up. I said, how many people have been playing less than six months? Half the group raised their hand. And of those people, I asked how many people had never, ever played at all. And a large percentage of their hands went up. The other half went over to the other side. They had been playing more than six months. And so it's a good question that you bring up because the second thing I was going to mention about the pain points that I hear is that people want to meet other people at their level. And there's a lot of uh, fear, tendency to just not put themselves out there and to show up at the courts if they're just starting out. There's a lot of fear and angst that goes along with that. And so, you know, for me, what I found successful is just these social events like Picklepalooza where we say, look. We're going to get a lot of people out on the court. There's going to be music. We're going to have our partners, stretch partners, yoga partners, head pickleball. We had on uh, on site as well for demos and so forth. But you bring all of those together in a fun social atmosphere with pizza and so forth. Uh, And then you just you watch the work, the group kind of, you know, work the room kind of or work the courts. And that was really fun to see is that now we're making connections. I've always said one thing in my corporate recruiting uh, background was seeing bringing people together. It's one of the things that gets me most excited. When I see groups that are finding the right chemistry and getting along really well, that's when I feel like I'm having success.
1: Well, it sounds like everything you're doing is so helpful. Uh, You know, you mentioned... The wellness side of, of, you know, what happened during the pandemic is so many people kind of got stuck, right? They, they couldn't go out, they couldn't do the social things, they couldn't do the, the things for their body, the activities that they were doing prior. It happened to me. Um, yeah. You know, once the pandemic hit, I was a very active person, did a lot of different sports. And then the pandemic hit. And for like two years, I was just sitting at my desk doing Zoom meetings, right? (laughs) And my body basically kind of shut down. And pickleball has kind of got my body moving again and and active and gets that competitive spirit going. And it's just great for the mind and the body.
3: Yeah. And so the New York Times had a piece calling pickleball the perfect pandemic sport. I mean, the sport grew by 30% during covid you know, you're naturally about six feet apart, you know, you're outdoors. Thankfully I was in Palm Springs playing at the time where it was open and our courts didn't shut down. And so I did play a good, good amount of time through the pandemic. But as you say, I mean, it was just the, the perfect timing for pickleball to really make a surge because it got people and we know the negative side effects of, you know, we're dealing with all these crises, right? So we've got a loneliness crisis. Now the surgeon general has just, you know, come out and said, said that's one of our big crises. We've got a mental health crisis. We've got, you know, overworking and people stressed out, you know, pickleball is kind of like the analgesic kind of thing for these you know, for these, uh, these maladies.
0: Yeah. And then when you combine it with travel, like how can it not be beneficial to somebody? Absolutely.
3: Well, and then the travel thing really comes from, I'm inspired by new places. And so I know there are other travel businesses out there where they'll bring entrepreneurs and so forth, because your best thinking sometimes comes in a very beautiful, unique destination where you just, you feel that energy. Mm -hmm. And so that's another benefit that comes, comes with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Pickleball tours is definitely adding to the community of pickleball globally. So for those listeners who may be interested in an up and coming trip or just checking out what you're doing over there with pickleball tours, where can they go to find that?
3: So go to pickleballtours.com. And then there's a submission form where I could get your email. I will add you to my newsletter list if you opt in, and that's going to give you the latest updates. And I do a newsletter about once a month. And so that's a great way. You could also follow me on Instagram at Pickleball Tours, as well as um, I do have Pickleball Austria. So that's another area where if you are looking for an excursion over to Europe, then, um, you know, we could certainly talk about that because that that ties in really well with my previous business of bringing groups over to Central Europe. so um, I would say go to the website check us out I'm on LinkedIn I'm all over the place you know <laughs> I've got a, I've hired somebody now to help me out just to get get the word out and do things like this for example with with uh, yeah. your company so I really appreciate your time.
1: Oh, thank you for your time. I chuckled when you say you're all over the place because literally you are all over the place.
3: (laughs) I know. And yeah, I'm a little homesick now. I have to say I miss my dog, but uh, I'll be back in a couple of days. So then I'm planning to go to uh, Columbia in August. And I'm very excited for that because um, that is an area that I think has some real potential uh, down the road a lot of americans don't think about it they, they've got this preconceived notion that's unsafe and so forth but if you know if you go to the right areas and it's well planned and you know what to look for um we are looking to build up that community down in columbia and they already have in fact they're part of the new uh, federation and so um, they, there's a lot of good things that are happening down there. And I wrote about it in my last newsletter, how the weather is is very conducive in certain parts, and it's just a beautiful place.
0: Yeah, it did look beautiful. The photos, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
3: It. <laughs> and, you know, I call it the beat inflation vacation.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah,
3: Because of the price difference.
1: Well, if you have a piece of luggage that can fit me in it, please just sneak me in. I would, I would love to kind of right. check Columbia out. Thanks so much. I was overweight
3: on my luggage today, but we certainly could. We could
1: try. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start <laughs> dieting so we don't, we don't get it. <laughs> Good idea. I would Thanks so that. much for coming on today. All right.
0: Thank, yeah, thank you. you, Michael.
1: Really appreciate it. And thank all of you for joining us today on Third Shot where Bridgie and I will continue to share our Pickleball journey. Special thanks to Michael Boris for joining us from Pickleball Tours. Um, Please go check out his website, pickleballtours.com and on Instagram. Like you said, he's everywhere. Look up Pickleball Tours, Pickleball Austria. Um, And you can support this show by subscribing and we promise to have more amazing guests just like Michael in future episodes. So let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast.